Sports. Sports. And now sports. You're listening to The Coach's Corner with hosts Jim Bola and Tyler Bischoff, covering UNLV and all Las Vegas sports. Your one-stop shop for sports talk. Get your butt in the gym. Las Vegas. Welcome in to Coach's Corner, brought to you by Casablanca Resort in Mesquite, Nevada. Are you golfing Mesquite? Visit golfingmesquite.com to book your getaway today. He's Jim Bola. I am Tyler Bischoff here on AM 720 KDWN and UNLV opens the season tonight against Jackson State. The game kicks off at 7 p.m. It will be streamed online. You can visit UNLVRebels.com if you are not able to make it out there and want to watch the game. It's an FCS opponent. UNLV should win this game, but Jim, does UNLV need to blow Jackson State out? Do they need to win this game by a whole lot of points? Well, I, I think they need to win with a comfortable margin. I mean, I don't think it I don't think it has to be like last year. Eighty to yeah, eight. Eighty to eight. No, I don't think it has to be that. But I think, you know, he's gonna want to get in as many guys as he can get in. Hopefully he's in position to do that. Um, you know, we're anticipating multiple quarterbacks playing. Uh, off How of, many? How many do we get? We get three. I think we get three. I think so too. I think we get three. I, think I mean, we'll hopefully see. we get three. Yeah, I think and we'll not see for some not for a bad reason, yeah. for a good reason. Um, but yeah, I don't think it's necessary that they go absolutely crazy. I think he wants to get get some good reps in for a lot of the a lot of the starters and see how they're doing, and then start filling in with some of the the backups and things like that, and um, just kind of get off to a good start and and go from there. So it uh, doesn't get any easier after this game. So let's take advantage of this and, uh, you know, Thursday night game. So they'll have a little bit of extra time to rest up for the next one, and uh, we'll see what happens. Last year they blew out Idaho State, but they still only won three games. I don't really expect – there to be much to take away from this game in terms of projecting the rest of the season. No. Like, no. I don't think we're going to look at anybody's performance and say, oh, he's going to keep no. doing that for the rest of the year. No, this is, this is a shakedown game. This is like get guys in, run some plays, see what you need to work on. Uh, you know, defensively, um, I think what was interesting was the whole press conference the other day, there wasn't really any talk about the defense. No, it's all about <laughs> all about the offense. It was all about the offense. So, uh, so it'll be interesting to see how they uh, – they come out. I'm, my bigger concern is, do we? Uh, how many? How many helmet lockers are we going to bring out after the game? So I can start counting helmets. So last year it was uh, three lockers of uh, 24 each. So hopefully we'll have a fourth locker out there. So Johnny Stanton will start at quarterback. Kurt Palandek will still play uh, in the first half. Um, I mean, is there any? thing to like what do you you're going to watch these two quarterbacks and you're going to be I mean looking for anything in particular well I I want to see how you know we've heard Stanton throws the ball really hard he's got a good arm yeah well, let's see how good it is you know now again it's against an opponent that's not going to be what the rest of the conference is going to be against but let's see how he drops back see if he can roll out a little bit and um you know, we, we know what Palandek can do, so hopefully he's gotten better. And, uh, you know, the question for me is going to be, who's going to be the third quarterback that gets in? Dalton Sneed. It's got to be. You can't, you can't burn Armani Rodgers. Uh, do we still see both of them against UCLA, Palandek and Stanton? I like, think, Do you think there's any way one of them outright wins this job? No, and no, not, the other not, on, not on this game. No, okay. not on this game. I think that's, 
not up for debate on this one. So I think um, I think we get to see both of them against UCLA. So reading some of these stories about Jackson State, they've got a first-year head coach. His name is Tony Hughes. He's been an assistant for like three decades, so he's not quite Tony Sanchez where he was a high school coach. But this is his first year as a head coach, and some of the quotes about him are really similar to things about Tony Sanchez, about, oh, he's got a lot of passion, a lot of energy, and that sold me on him. And it's like, oh, okay, that sounds just like Tony Sanchez. Yeah, exactly. Kids want to play for him and – is there – I mean, it's it's not a new guy. I mean, Tony Sanchez was essentially a new guy. I mean, he was coaching high right. school football. Right. But to the college game, he was a new guy. And he got UNLV energized and had them close in games. Even, you know, yeah. Boise State, where I think the final was three touchdowns. Fourth quarter, that was a game. Is Do you see that as a possibility where Jackson State's got a new coach? And they went 3-8 and eight last year. They weren't even a good FCS team. But a possibility where they've got a new coach and they're energized and it's close in the fourth quarter and everybody's working. Well, I, I don't know if it's going to be close, but I think they're going to be energized. I mean, I think they're going to be pumped up for this guy. This is a new guy. And uh, traditionally, when you have a coaching change, uh, the team kind of rallies around the new coach and um, plays a little bit better than they've played in the past. Uh, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if they – don't come out if they come out not energetic would be really surprised I think they're going to come out pumped up they're going to want to play for this guy and kind of show them what, what they're capable of doing but I think in the long run it's going to be very similar to what UNLV did last year you know starting starting second half of the second quarter you're going to start to see it start to wear down third quarter you're going to see some bigger deficits for for Jackson State and then in the fourth quarter it's it's going to be over yeah, last year, I can't remember the exact numbers, but in terms of points scored and points allowed, UNLV's worst quarter was the second Yes, by far. Yeah. The fourth quarter was still pretty bad, but first and third, UNLV was pretty good, but the second quarter was yeah. awful. Well, when they were fresh. Yeah. When they were fresh. I mean, coming out of the locker room at halftime, they were a little bit fresh. And, you know, as, as Coach Sanchez said, we've got depth this year. Um, offensive line has put some beef on. You know, we'll get to see the Orcas. I don't know. Do, are we going to get the Orca sound? Uh, on the you know on the scoreboard, if there's a a great great play for a run, and you know have the orcas make some noise or something like that on the I don't I don't know if UNLV's that advanced. <laughs> I don't know if they've attached themselves to that nickname <laughs> quite enough yet. Uh, what's funny though is the stories from back in Mississippi about the Jackson State coaching staff. They have pointed out UNLV's offensive and defensive lines like as things that they're worried about. Sure which is kind of strange because last year those were the two weakest spots on the mm-hmm. team. I mean, if you take last year's team, those would be the last two things you would point out and say that's what we're worried about. It'd be more like, oh, we're worried about Devontae Boyd or we're worried about their safeties that have been making plays all year. So I found that odd. I, the, their head coach was quoted as basically just saying their offensive line is big. They just might be too big for us yeah. up front well, was basically I, what it is. I mean, I think it's true. I think you're, you know, you've got these guys that have been beefed up and – you know, going through the whole a whole year of training and conditioning, and the strength guys done a great job. And um, you know, we've seen the videos of the strength. They they seem like they're having fun when they're in the in the strength and conditioning programs. And you know, as uh, Coach Sanchez said, he started rattling off how much some of these guys have gained yeah. in, in in weight. And it's not just weight; it's strength. I mean, some of these guys are like you know, oh yeah, he was uh, he was two sixty five. Now he's like three oh five. <laughs> what is it the same guy yeah it's like so yeah it's uh which is good but but again i don't think they need to get ahead of themselves 
you got to remember who the opponent is. Yeah, you're expected to have your offensive line kind of blow them out. You're expected to, for the defense and uh, get get in, put some pressure on them. Um, so I, I think what I'll be watching is the first quarter and the third quarter and see how Jackson State does against the offensive and defensive lines in those quarters, just to kind of see. We have games. It is game day, which means the return of too many stats. My favorite part. I've missed it. I've missed doing this. So here we go. Stats don't work on the radio. So here's an avalanche of numbers. It's too many stats. UNLV has lost six straight season openers. Jackson State is an FCS school. UNLV beat Idaho State of the FCS 80-8 to last year. 80 is the most points scored by a Mountain West team ever. UNLV threw the ball just 15 times in that game while running it 54 times in the win. UNLV did average 9.6 yards per carry and had six rushing touchdowns. Defensively, they held Idaho State to one of 17 on third downs and UNLV for six turnovers. Jackson State last year was 3-8. The only FBS team they played was Middle Tennessee State and lost 70-14. Jackson State also allowed a program-worst 378 points last season. In his two-year career, Devontae Boyd has 118 receptions for 1,877 yards and 11 touchdowns. All of his healthy, eligible teammates have totaled 39 catches for 350 yards and three touchdowns in their career, and only one other wide receiver that will play has a reception in college, and that's Brandon Presley, who had three last year. Boyd was third in the Mountain West in receiving yards last year with 904, but he was 500 yards behind Boise State's Thomas Spurbeck. Might have more to do with the quarterbacks, though. Boise State's quarterback led the conference with a 64% completion percentage. UNLV's quarterbacks completed just 54% of their passes. Can't all be blamed on the quarterbacks, though, because UNLV allowed the second most sacks in the Mountain West at 33. And last year, there were three freshmen in the Mountain West that had a yards per carry average over five. UNLV had two of those three in Xavier Campbell and Lexington Thomas. Thomas was third in the conference among all players in yards per carry at 6.3. Did Lexington Thomas and Xavier Campbell get better this year? Uh, yes, I think so. Well, I think they're going to get better because of a couple of reasons. Um, another year in the system, a little bit bigger and stronger, and I think uh, potentially with the line, and the line did a good job last year with the running game. Yeah, they, know, were, they pretty were pretty solid in decent. terms of run yeah. blocking. So, um, you know, with the improvement in the line, um, I mean, you would think that all things are going to uh, improve. I think, you know, not, not I don't think going to be outstanding, but I think there's going to be significant improvement, yes. And then overall, do you like uh, the scheduling here by Tony Sanchez? And I'm assuming, I don't he might not have set the schedule, but do you like the idea of playing a game you're probably going to win by a lot in the first week, and then you get into the well, real I, part of your schedule. I think for him to build this program the way he needs to build it, you got to have these kind of you got to have games that you got a good shot of winning to start the season off, get some confidence because you know the, the next couple of games are some pretty tough games. Yeah, I mean UCLA is tough. Um, you know, especially when you got to go down there and play. You know, and then. Um, What's the, the, the MAC game? Central is Michigan. Central Michigan. Yeah. They're a pretty solid team. Yeah. I mean, it, that'll probably be a game where Central Michigan's favored by three, four, five points. Yeah. I probably mean, less I, than a touchdown. I think it's real similar to Northern Illinois. Yeah. It will be. So that, I think it's going to be very comparable to that. And, and they played well in that game. I mean, but it, I think, you know, with another year with the system, 
uh, having some confidence in it, hopefully having a little better uh, quarterback play and just better offensive line play. And, again, I think the key is, is you know, offensive line is going to be a key protecting a quarterback, and I think if we can get some defensive pressure on the other quarterback. Last um, thing, over-under on pass attempts by UNLV in this game, 18.5. Oh, over, over. You think so? They yeah. went through 15 last year when they won 80-8. Over, to over, okay. over. I think he's got to get a look at those quarterbacks. He's got to get least. a look at those quarterbacks, yeah. He is Jim Bola. I am Tyler Bischoff here on Coach's Corner, brought to you by Casablanca Resort in Mesquite, Nevada, here on AM720 KDWN.